What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bull Central. Let me apologize right now before we even get started. I can't find my glasses. I can't see shit. So if I'm not looking directly at the camera, I apologize. I can't see shit. Like, so I'm just going to be real with you. On today's episode of Chicago Bulls Central, we're going to talk about Bleacher Report has ranked the Chicago Bulls young prospects one through three. We're going to talk about that rating. We're also going to talk about and ask the question, how does Billy Donovan's system continue to evolve to better use the players? And then lastly, we'll talk about Dalen Terry and McCormick. We'll get into all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, my inability to see aside, right? And I really, I truly, I can't see. Uh, my inability to record, to, to see aside, I want to talk about this, right? We've talked a lot about the continuity right the fact that AK and Eversley did decide to bet on continuity uh what that meant for the team what that meant for the construction of the team how this team does continue to improve even looking at players like Ayo Desumu e, uh, ECT taking leaps this season and what that means for the Chicago Bulls but we haven't really talked and I've touched on it a little bit is how Billy Donovan's system needs to continue to evolve since continuity is a thing since we're going to have the same starting five that we had to start the season last season. Now, we did, they didn't play very many games together because of injuries to Lonzo Ball and Patrick Williams. But because we're betting on continuity, how does the system better utilize the players that are in this team and on this team? Because, you know, for and this is not to make an excuse for the players because it's not. Nikola Vucevic missed shots. He missed bunnies. He missed a lot of shots that he should have made and usually did make in his career. But there were times as well where Billy Donovan did not put the, the players in the best situations. Now, one could say with that is Lonzo Ball first up. Lonzo Ball being the point guard on this team. He is the starting point guard. He is the one. And there were several times during the season where he just became and was forced to be just a three-point threat. And the times that he did really get to be um, creative was out on the fast break. And that's fine, right? Like, those are good parts of, of Lonzo Ball's game. He's good at forcing turnovers, things like this with his defense. So, yes, and he's a great, amazing three-point shooter. So you utilize the two possibly best aspects of Lonzo Ball's game last season in the Bulls' offense, and that's fine. To, for this offense to continue to evolve, especially if you're not going to add any big-time players, the only way that it can evolve is better utilizing and unlocking some more of the skill set of the players that are on this team. And one of those players that I have to mention is Lonzo Ball. So with that being said, and, and wanting to, to be able to utilize some better is that, and I know some, some Bulls fans don't know this and they think that Lonzo doesn't have the ability because he hasn't flashed. Now, yes, Lonzo Ball's mid-range shooting does need to, to be worked on some. Does he have a does he have a nice layup or, or or floater package? No. He needs to work on that. Absolutely, but you can't expect a player to well outside of the offseason to really work on something if you don't allow it. And so that's kind of my first thing. Lonzo Ball needs to be unlocked a little bit more in the half court offense. Period. And be able to do a little bit more creativity. You still want to run most of your offense through DeMar DeRozan because he is a great passer and because of his inability to really be a volume three-point shooter. I understand that. Right. You have to do that. But it needs to be more opportunities for Lonzo Ball, in my opinion, to be able to create more in, in the half-court offense, to actually run the offense, to be that point guard that we know that Lonzo Ball can be. And it's going to, and you know, yes, we'll see how long DeMar is with the Chicago Bulls. Next season's the last season on his contract. Lonzo Ball's still young. He'll still have more time left with the Chicago Bulls. But with that being said, like, that's one of the things that I would like to see on how this offense can evolve. The second thing is consistently working from the inside out. Now. Nikola Vucevic has his own issues and his own 
uh, things with not making certain shots at times. So, yes, that is a thing. But there were several times last season in which Nikola Vucevic was cooking in the first quarter, cooking in the in the second quarter, cooking in the first half, and then he got two, maybe three shots in the second half of the game. That is not going to cut it. Feed the hot hand a little bit more. I know we have ball-dominant players with DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, but again, I'm not saying the whole offense needs to change. It, it, for, because for them to be effective, uh, um, uh, Zach and DeMar do have to have the ball in their hands. But you need to still go to the high hand. You need to feed the big man, especially when he's playing well. Use him more effectively in the offensive pick and roll, not turning him into a, 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 a spot-up shooter because that is not Vooch's game. Those type of things. Play a little bit more from the inside out. Now, Zach Levine, with him, I want to see them run more pin downs, more screens. For him to do more things off ball, you have a ball-dominant player in DeMar DeRozan and one in Zach Levine. And guess what? Zach Levine is, to me, the better off-the-ball player and has more versatility because he can go out there on the three-point range, and I want to see more ball movement from Zach Levine and for the team as a whole. Now, DeMar DeRozan is kind of DeMar, right? DeMar is going to do what he has to do. DeMar is a... Very skilled and good scorer in this NBA, but he's a limited one. Let me be clear with that. DeMar DeRozan can get, he's creative in the mid-range. He's creative in his passing, but you're not going to get three-point shooting from DeMar DeRozan. So because of that, you have to utilize the other players around that better. And one, Patrick Williams. We need to see Patrick Williams gets more opportunity, period. Like, and by that, he has to also take that, make those shots confidently, not pass up things, be more aggressive when he does get his opportunities. All those things need to happen. But we need to see a little bit more uh, opportunity from Patrick Williams to do some more things as well. This, And it's not easy. I, I say these things and it's easy to list, but it's not going to be an easy task by any stretch of the imagination because guess what? They have a lot of players on this team like that need certain things. And, and while Patrick Williams is a versatile player, and yes, he's a player that you don't have to necessarily work into the uh, calling a bunch of off offensive set plays, but guess what? The future of your team. Is it in, in a way Patrick Williams? Is it in a way Lonzo Ball more so than DeMar, more so than Vooch? You need to continue to evolve and grow these players' games. And another thing, on the defensive end, the drop coverage is not does not work in the NBA. Let's be clear here. Drop coverage for NBA teams nowadays, it works if you have a really good defender at the center or one that has great lateral speed. Vooch is neither. It's neither. So because of that, the drop coverage that we saw with defense, yes, Vooch isn't the best defender, but you didn't put him in or try to put him in, in the best situations either. Now, that may change with having Patrick Williams and Lonzo Ball hopefully there for most of the season, but we need to see this offense evolve. We need to see the coaching style as a whole evolve on both sides of the ball, and I didn't even get to the bench, right? So, you know, even Kobe White at times has turned into a spot-up uh, shooter when he's more of a scorer, I think, so... As we see this offense evolve more, as we see continuity being bet on, as we see them running back the same team primarily except Goran Dragic, Daylon Terry, and Andre Drummond, we need to see more wrinkles. We need to see more uh, more things added to the Chicago Bulls offense and defense to better utilize and put people in better situations. And we'll see. I, I trust Billy Donovan to do it. Billy Donovan is very much a coach who builds his system around the players rather than trying to make the players fit into a system usually. Now, we didn't see that at big parts of last season. So I hope that that does come back and we see a more varied Chicago Bulls offense and one that is not as easy to defend. One thing, the Bulls offense got figured out late in the season and that contributed to the Bulls only winning seven games after the All-Star break is because the offense was easy to figure out. Now, hopefully healthy Zach, healthy DeMar, healthy Lonzo, healthy Patrick Williams and stuff like that. We can see this offense be a little bit more varied in what they do and what they run and we need to shoot more three-pointers as well. So let's see. 
Hopefully that those things uh, tend to happen with the Chicago Bulls team. Now, let's get into the next topic for today. So I'd already planned on talking about the offseason that Dalen Terry had, especially as his first offseason and what that could mean for the rookie. But then Bleacher Report released this uh, list for every NBA team where they, when they talked about um, the teams, it was ranking every NBA team's three best future prospects. And Lord, do I have something to say with this one for the Chicago Bulls. So uh, the, the way that they rank, Bleacher Report ranked those Chicago Bulls' future prospects are one Patrick Williams, two Kobe White, and three Dalen Terry. And as we know, and this is how you know that some of these Bleacher Report writers don't really pay attention to the teams. As we know, Kobe White is probably going to be shot. There's a big question on what his future is, his future even with the Chicago Bulls. Now, I've gone on to say, and I'm going to maintain on record that I do think that Kobe White still has a lot of potential. I still think Kobe White, whether it's with the Bulls or not with the Bulls, still turns into a heck of an NBA player and probably a really good super sub if he can get consistent. But ranking Kobe White for Bulls fans above a player like Io DeSumo to where Io isn't even listed on this list is going to raise some serious questions for people who follow the team. And that I don't understand. That's that's And that's why I say a lot of this is generated to generate talk more than more than uh, actual anal analysts. But yes, so Patrick Williams, they talk about Patrick Williams averaging last, last season, nine points per game, 4.1 rebounds. He hit 51% of his threes in 24.8 minutes per game. And we know that he is a big part and big linchpin and needs to be for what this for Chicago Bulls front office wants to see out of him and how he develops. Listen, they've turned rumor trades and everything, turning that down for Patrick Williams, that he's definitely a big part of, of the Chicago Bulls future. But to list Kobe White above and not to have Io DeSumo on this list, considering the reality of it, it raises some questions. Now, I do think personally, I would put Io DeSumo number two here and they leave Daly Terry number three. I wouldn't even list Kobe White. And that's not because I don't believe in Kobe White, but that is there's so many questions around what Kobe White's future, even with this team is. Now, yes, Kobe White in the reserve role played pretty good, even as a starter. And this is interesting. As a starter last season, Kobe White averaged 16.5 points, 4.1 rebounds, 4.3 assists on 43% shooting from three and 40% shooting from the field. So it's, it, it's, 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 it's really, yeah, Kobe, like I said, Kobe isn't as bad as just the inconsistencies, but Dalen Terry as well. So, you know, talking about Dalen Terry, hey, anything that I say about Dalen Terry can also be said about Patrick Williams in this. So let me be clear here because I know some people may say, hey, what about Patrick Williams? Dalen Terry in his initial offseason, and it, it like, like his, his starting offseason has gotten to practice with DeMar DeRozan, go to L.A. for the five-on-five -five workouts. He had a great summer league in which they really did use him varyingly in that summer league. He started off trying to run the offense through him. Then they played him more off-ball, things like that, and he saw some good results in that. But then you, you play in the Drew League. You, 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 you practice with your, your, the, the players that have already been on this team, and then you're involved in this practice with Patrick Williams and Paul George last, yesterday that we got to see pictures of. Dalen Terry is truly soaking up so much in his initial offseason with the Chicago Bulls. 6'7", what 195 pounds I think Dalen Terry is, can play a bunch of different positions. He's probably going to be more of a wing or two slash three. Uh, 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 um, AK talked in, in that uh, interview during the summer league that he even can see Dalen Terry playing some small ball four at times. Dalen Terry is going to be a Swiss Army knife for the Chicago Bulls team. And I think the question that I want to ask, and I did raise this, on uh, Locked On Bulls is with the offseason that Dalen Terry has had, is he going to push for and take some minutes away from Kobe White, especially if Kobe White starts off this season inconsistent again? Now, no, he's not the shooter Kobe White is. I'm not saying that at all. But when you look at the energy, the defense, the athleticism, the getting up and down the court, especially if Lonzo Ball is healthy, could Dalen Terry take those minutes from Kobe White? Some may say 
A, they're trying to move Kobe White. They're going to keep giving him minutes up until the trade deadline, but they're also trying to win. And while, yes, he's going to have to, it's much like with Io DeSumo. If Dalen Terry gets minutes early in the season, it's going to be because of his energy and defense. And if he can continue to evolve over the course of that, we can see him get more and more minutes at, even with that. I do think Dalen Terry is going to become a very important player for the Chicago Bulls by the end of this season. That is the, and I, and I did it wrong with Io last season. I projected it wrong with Io last season in my preseason predictions. I literally sat here and said, if Io gets a lot of minutes on this team, something's gone either horribly wrong or, or amazingly right. And it was a mixture of both, right? We had a bunch of injuries, but he started off the season getting minutes because things were going amazingly right for what he was showing. And I think the same thing, I don't want to make the same mistake twice. I think that same thing could happen for Dalen Terry. I think as Dalen Terry gets used to the game, gets more acclimated that we're going to see a bigger and bigger part of Dalen Terry being a part of what the Chicago Bulls team does and he's going to earn that spot the the competitiveness he has the dog we always talk about we need dogs on this team Dalen Terry brings that mindset now how much he brings of that as a rookie that's still learning remains to be seen but I do think Dalen Terry is going to show off and what he's what he's been able to experience in this first offseason is going to be huge for his development and you know to kind of segue Bobby Portis had an interview in just the other day in which he talked about what Todd and Joe Kim Noah meant to him early in his career and the fact that there's still people that he goes to. Dalen Terry being mentored by DeMar DeRozan, Dalen Terry having this time where he's got, gotten to see competitors like Paul George and play against them, play with them. Patrick Williams come in. Even We heard even in Summer League him jawjacking at Patrick Williams. I believe in this kid. And yes, while I was super surprised by that being the draft pick for the Chicago Bulls, everything I've seen from him, everything I've researched for him, it has just exponentially grown my excitement for a player like Dalen Terry. Now, I'm trying to temper those expectations. Well, I'm trying not to let that excitement turn into expectations because in a rookie year, you never know how it's going to go. But in the long run, I do trust and think Dalen Terry is going to be a huge part of what the Chicago Bulls team does. Let me know what you guys think about that down below. Now, I know if everything's kind of all segue together today in a way, and again, I can't see shit, so maybe that throws, that's uh, being... Uh, highlighted in the way that I'm like handling this episode because listen, I can't see shit. But with that being said, uh, McCormaker, Maker, who is a player that I was very impressed with in Summer League, a lot of us were, a lot of Bulls fans, even in the comments, were saying that they hoped that the Bulls were going to be able to find a way to keep them, even if it meant cutting Tony Bradley. I, for one, had said maybe they don't give that two way contract to Malcolm Hill. Maybe they extend that to McCormaker Maker because he flashed playmaking, defense, athleticism, shot making, everything in his minutes in the Summer League. Highly impressed with McCormaker. Maker. He actually did sign an Exhibit 10 deal um, with the Washington Wizards. And the last time the Bulls, a, a Bulls player that was in our system, went to the Washington Wizards and Daniel Gafford, they turned out to be a pretty good player. Now, that doesn't mean anything in, re in, re in reality for McCord Maker, but what I will say is this. Do I think the Bulls missed out? Possibly, right? I can't, I can't say for sure or not. McCord Maker signed an Exhibit 10 deal, which is basically a deal that allows a player to come in go through training camp with the team, but by the start of the season, they have to decide whether they're going to convert that to a minimum contract. It can also be converted to a G League contract or a two-way contract. So it's a very it's a versatility on how it's going to go, what final form that may take. But the fact that the Washington Wizards did bring him in um, and they've, they've added that flexibility to, to what they do with him, you know, shout out to McCormaker for proving himself in Summer League and coming out of Summer League now getting a deal, regardless of how that deal turns out. They could also cut it, more than likely, they're going to at least keep him on the G League team. And shout out to McCord Maker. Did the Bulls miss out, though, right? We have a lot of PTSD. Players like Spencer Dinwiddie, other players that, that we haven't 
pull the trigger on. What I said over on Locked on Bulls still maintains true here with, with McCormaker. I still do. I would have loved to see him in the Windy City Bulls to let that call. It was never going to be something, though, that turned into this season we see a lot of McCormaker. It was going to be, hey, G League, maybe in a year or so when, when Tony Bradley's contract's up, we end up bringing him up if we see enough from him. But the Bulls do have a prospect already at the 4-5 in Marco Simonovic that they think highly of. And hopefully he's ready to contribute some NBA minutes. But I won't lie to you. The skill set that McCormaker flashed, I would have loved to have that in this Bulls system. But I know there's a lot of the conversation, especially in Bulls fandom, is going to be, oh, we missed out on another one. Let's wait and see what happens to it. Now, I will say this. And I presented this question over on Locked on Bulls, so I'm going to present it here before we go today. If McCormaker, if in three years, McCormaker is a better NBA player than Marco Simonovic, what's the, what are the chances of that? <laughs> and that's the question that I don't have the answer to. That's the question that we're going to have to come back and see in a year, two, or three years. Because if it turns out that they missed out on McCormaker and he ends up being a better NBA player than Marco Simonovic, boy, 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 does some PTSD kick in in that way. But we'll see. We'll see the way that it works out. I did want to mention it because it is news here. And I know that it was a player that a lot of Bulls fans were interested in and hoped that the Bulls were going to find a way to retain. But that is it for today's episode of Chicago Bulls Central. You can follow the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. Every Saturday's mailback episode, so get those texts and our voicemails in. But that is it for me for today. I love you guys. Like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all, and see red This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.